this here is a remarkable Welcome to the Wedding of Distinction podcast, a program for the unique bride and groom. The Wedding of Distinction is a concept, a concept where brides and grooms want something better, not just your average wedding. We have the tools to make that happen. Now, here's your host, Mike Fernino. Well, hi there, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Wedding of Distinction podcast, and my name is Mike. I am the proud owner of Music in Motion Entertainment. In my 35-year career, I've had the pleasure to perform in thousands and thousands of weddings. You know, one thing that I have always loved about weddings is the artistic expression that couples can make through the decorative process and how they can really individually shape their wedding to reflect their own personalities. One of the primary ways that couples can add color and art to their wedding is through flowers. Certainly nothing says romance quite like a flower. Can you imagine a bride walking down the aisle without a bouquet? Flowers add so much of the fairy tale aspect to our wedding day. But what are the right flowers for you and what designs are you going to choose? On the program today, I interview with Danielle of Flowers by Danielle based in Trumbull, Connecticut. I've run into Danielle many times at weddings when I'm setting up my DJ equipment, and I see her and her staff busily setting up all of the intricate decorations, and I get to enjoy the before and the after. They do a great job, and thus, I invited her on the program today. She gives her expert advice, so this is a great listen if you are in the market for wedding flowers. I hope this interview adds some color to your day. So let's do this with Flowers by Danielle today on the Wedding of Distinction podcast. On the Zoom line today, I have Danielle of Flowers by Danielle. Danielle, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Doing really good. Good, good, good. Tell me about your 2022. How was the uh, recovery year? Um, crazy, because it was basically all of, for obviously reasons, um, all of 2020 weddings got pushed to 21 and 22. We already had a lot of weddings on our books for those years. So um, it was kind of like a, a very condensed year of a lot of weddings on our, on our, um, on our plate. Um, but 23, we're definitely evened out again, back to our normalcy on our typical, what a wet, we had weddings during the week a lot um, last year, which, you know, I mean, I know Thursday weddings had become quite popular, but we had weddings on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, you know, so um, because people wanted to get married within a time frame without going into another year again. And those are the only dates that a lot of the venues had available. I see you out there all the time, especially when we're loading in for our weddings. And uh, it, it seems like you're one of the major players in, in the Connecticut market area. If you would tell the listeners a little bit about Flowers by Danielle. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we are located in Trumbull, Connecticut. We service all of Connecticut um, and go into Westchester County. Our primary, our primary business is weddings and events. We are not retail. Um, we do anything from bridal showers, baby showers, corporate events. Um, I would say probably 80% of our business though is the weddings. Um, we've been in business for 23 years. I started it in the year 2000. We, we don't, we don't do the retail end of it. So what that means is the day of a client's wedding, we don't have walk-in customers. We're not dealing with like your average delivery to someone's home or delivery to funeral or hospital. Our main focus is whatever we have on our schedule for that weekend. 
We have a great staff. I'm not a one-man show. A lot of people might think just because the name of the business being Flowers by Danielle that it's just me. I have a phenomenal staff that has been in the industry for probably equivalent to many more years than I've been alive when I add up all the years that people, um, all of our designers have worked in the industry. So we have a great a great crew that does is all part of the setup, the, um, the designing, the behind the scenes of emails and contracts and all the stuff that goes along with the, the whole thing coming to fruition. All right, then let's uh, talk about flowers and trends as we enter into 2023. What are some of the latest trends that you're seeing out there? It's been going for a couple of years of the same trend, I would say. Um, it's a very unstructured look right now. Um, a lot of the bouquets we're seeing, for, which has been going on for several years, is that very loose and airy, unstructured look. We're using a lot of that eucalyptus greenery. We're still finding a lot of the neutrals are very popular, bringing in just the creamy whites, the blushy pinks. I love color, but I find that a lot of brides are still in the very neutral palette just for the sense it goes with everything. Um, if, you know, no matter what color your dresses are, the neutral bouquets are going to pop. We're also finding that a lot of the girls are doing not your putting all eight bridesmaids in the same gowns anymore. We're finding that they're doing like the mix and match colors and mix and match dress um, styles for not putting every bridesmaid in a strapless dress if they don't really have the body type that would fit in that. Um, or they, you know, they have some that are in sequins, some that are in a pastel, some are then satin, and they they all blend really nicely um, all together when they're all in the same color family too. Years ago, when I started in the year 2000, I found that greenery was like taboo. No one really used greenery in anything. Um, and now I find that greenery is very popular. You know, we used to just do those real, I used to call them Martha Stewart typical bouquets of a very roundy, moundy, all rose bouquet. We still do them, don't get me wrong. Um, but it's not as popular as it used to be. And barns and wood and all of that. That's in right now. Very hot. Very right? much so. Yes. Yeah. Very in um, kind of that rustic feel, depending on your venue, of course. Um, but I find that the rustic look is definitely in using a lot of pompous grass. Um, a lot of dried product um, is very popular to incorporate amongst your florals too now. Centerpieces are still very popular or are they um, are they kind of fading out? Oh, no. Very popular still. Um, we you know, that's a big bulk of people's wedding is the centerpieces. I find that more bride semi centerpiece pictures, even more so sometimes than anything else that seems to be, um, you know, whether they want to do tall centerpieces or low centerpieces. It does depend on their budget, of course. Um, tall ones are more expensive. Once you go high, there's a lot more flower involvement in those. I love a combination of doing highs and lows. Your eyes kind of bounce really nicely throughout the room. If the budget doesn't allow, then I usually do gear a client towards doing more low centerpieces, which you get a really beautiful, intimate look where the guests are able to see over the flowers um, and still be able to hold a conversation, but they get to really see the beauty of each centerpiece. Guests could take them home at the end of the evening if they wish. Or we also bring in a lot of candlelight too. Um, enhancing the table with additional candles around the, the, um, for an evening wedding. A lot of warm glow around a centerpiece is always really nice, too. Here in New England, we have the Four Seasons, obviously. And uh, just curious what, what you're seeing and what you're doing uh, on a seasonal basis, a, a winter wedding versus a summer wedding, fall, spring, all that. Yeah, I mean, we get our flowers from all around the world. So I, I, I get asked all the time, like, what do I do if I get married in like the winter? And like, what, what's available? Our flowers come from all around the world. Our primary source is South America. They have the um, the climate that's perfect year round um, to get flowers for us. I do find the winter weddings, there may be a little less floral involvement, though. We do a lot of centerpieces with a lot of branches, a lot more candles, crystals, stuff along those lines that aren't as maybe heavily floral involvement. But our 
there are certain flowers that we we could get year round. However, you're going to spend a lot more if you're like, so for instance, peonies, um, a lot of brides love the peonies. Um, however, the really primary season is May and June. Not that we can't get them from Israel and Alaska and different areas in the summer and other months. You're just going to pay a very big premium for us to get those in. So I usually try to gear people in certain flowers that you're not going to pay that exorbitant price just to get those imported in um, in their off season. Any advice for a bride who uh, wants to keep her bouquet fresh throughout the day, especially a hot summer wedding, they're outside taking photos in the direct sun. What uh, what would you recommend as far as keeping those bouquets looking vibrant? Well, first, all of our flowers, um, as soon as they're designed, they stay in our coolers, um, which are designed specifically for flowers. So they stay really fresh up until the point they're leaving our, our shop. So that's really important because um, hydration at the very beginning phase is extremely important for flowers. I have some people that have been like, oh, I want a, a family member to make my bouquets. You don't want something like that. You don't want to get involved in with having something they're going to be holding in all their all their photos throughout the day. Um, not not holding up. We do have a preservative that we spray on all of our flowers before they go out the door. Um, so they stay really fresh. Um, all of our bouquets are also delivered in vases. Um, that's how we transport them in boxes. And those the bouquets could easily put, put back in the vases in between photo opportunities um, to stay fresh. They could also be repurposed throughout the reception after they're done with their photos back in those vases, put them on their sweetheart table or their gift table or cake table or wherever. And they st- they could be presented almost as little mini centerpieces back in those vases that we provided for them to use. And how could a bride, uh, let's say, best preserve her bouquet after the wedding if she wants to uh, display that and keep that as a, a precious keepsake of her wedding day? So we have several companies that we um, we recommend that do that. There, there's different methods on the preserving. Some people will freeze dry it. Some people do it in a silica sand. And we have several companies that if a bride does reach out to us, we could give them a list of different companies that we've worked with in the past. I know that they've turned them into whether pres- after they take apart the bouquet, um, they put them in shadow boxes or they put them in acrylic coasters or other designs that you could use in your house. Um, I've seen them on like platter trays before, all pressed into a tray. It's not your entire bouquet, but it's like flowers from your actual bouquet. I know a lot of these companies typically do like to get the bouquet about 20 within 24 hours after your wedding. So like the very next day, if you're leaving for your honeymoon, maybe have a parent or a relative drop the bouquet off at one of the um, these floral preservation companies because the fresher the bouquet, the better it preserves. And do you have any tips for couples who are really on a tight budget, but they want to have some nice flowers. Where can they put their money and what's going to give them the biggest bang for the buck, so to speak? Um, yeah, regarding budget, um, of course, that's always the, the biggest topic when it comes to planning any wedding. Uh, it's an expensive day for everybody, and we totally understand that. Um, we do try working with, we do have a minimum on just like a venue will have a minimum. I'm sure a DJ, a photographer, most of them, you know, do have minimums in today's day and age. My main advice is usually coming up with a realistic budget before you even maybe talk to us floral people, because if you're on a strict budget, you're not going to want to look at really tall, extravagant centerpieces, for instance. Um, you might want to consider doing more candles or more low centerpieces. Because say you have 20 tables, you have to think about what you want to spend per table, multiply that times 20. So if you're like, gee, I, my budget's $3,500 for flowers or whatever it may be. Think about if you, you know if you have eight bridesmaids, you have 20 tables, start off with the big, big number, which is probably 20 tables. And then say, I want to spend whatever it is per table. Say you want to spend $100 a table. 
you're, you can't envision you're getting this three foot tall by two foot wide arrangement for a hundred dollars. So that's where I try to educate people and tell people regarding your budget, think about what you want to spend and then think about what you, you know, how that budget's going to get swallowed up very quickly. If you're sending me pictures of these huge centerpieces draped in orchids, you have to be realistic on what that's going to cost. Um, so staying on a budget, I would recommend even doing like loose, if you have say those really traditional, a lot of the um, venues are now doing like farm tables. Um, if you, all these, those big, beautiful garlands that go down the tables are expensive. Um, so instead of doing the big, huge garland, just doing loose greenery that we lay down on site, um, throughout the table, or if the venue provides a hurricane or a lantern or something, you could utilize that. And we could just garnish it on site by doing loose greenery and flowers kind of strewn around the base of that hurricane, instead of us bringing an actual floral centerpiece. That's another budget budget tip, I would say. All right. So here's the big question. What is your favorite flower? Oh, boy. I get uh, asked that a lot. Um, let me think. I would say um, I do love ranunculus. I would say that's one of my top picks. Um, it's a funny name. I know a lot of people like ranunculus. It sounds weird. Uh, it comes in so many great colors. It could resemble a, min a mini peony in a way. It's very round in shape. But uh, we've also gotten really small ones that we could use just for boutonnieres. Um, they're very versatile. I find that's one of my favorites. Um, we work a lot with hydrangea because they're big and they're full. So I do a lot with that, with especially centerpiece work. I don't know. I feel like every flower has, you know, I've, there are certain flowers I feel like are almost get underrated too. Um we don't work much with them, but I feel like I wish they could come back is carnations because they hold up really well and they they come in every imaginable color. So I kind of wish that they didn't have such a bad rap as being a cheap flower because they really could, could work really well in so many designs. But so many brides don't work with them because they're known as the inexpensive, like cheaper flower. But they, they should come back in, in, in demand. But I don't know. Yeah, I remember carnations back in the 80s, all those bad boutonnieres on the grooms. Yeah, no, I know. And I get it. But now there's there's so many beautiful colors in them, but we don't really work too much with them anymore. Yeah, I mean, there's so many flowers that, you know, coming about that are like anemones are so beautiful. Like they have that kind of midnight blue center in the middle. So if a girl has like um, a navy color palette, they really pull in that navy coloring, really beautiful. So those are another one of my fan favorites, I find. So now how can the listeners of my podcast get in contact with you? We have brides out there who are looking to plan their weddings and they really love to have gorgeous flowers. Um, so you can reach out to our email at sales at flowers by Danielle.com. Um, we, how our process works is um, we of course first check our availability as we do only do a select number of weddings per weekend. So we always, you know, take a, you know, take a step back and look at our entire weekend as a whole um, to make sure we could accommodate. We want to best service our clients so we don't, you know, over overbook ourselves too. So we do look at it as a whole for the whole weekend. And if we do have your date available, um, we then will schedule a Zoom meeting, which that was one positive that came out of COVID I found was that um, I used to do all in-house meetings. But then after COVID, when during COVID happened, we kind of revamped our entire office space. So we brought more off more computers and offices into one room where my meeting room used to be. But I realized that the presentation that I would do for clients um, was a slideshow presentation of all of our 23 years worth of work and that they would come into view. But I figured out Zoom works really well where I'm able to share my screen and they're able to see all the slideshow sitting in their own home. They can invite other friends or family into the meeting as well. So everybody could be wherever they are throughout the world and um and watch the, the meeting as well um and then we then we'll email them a an estimate based on our entire 
conversation on all the things that we went through. And then from there, we type up a contract and kind of go through the whole process of how it works for us to that day of delivering the flowers, setting them up, breaking it down if they have rental items. But it's a really easy process doing the meeting because they're, they could also share their screen with me if they have a Pinterest board and um, or pictures they want to share with me. So it's a really interactive meeting where they could, we could show lots of pictures. They could share pictures. Um, so it works quite well, too. That sounds awesome. I'm sure we will bump into you. Certainly hope so. Health and happiness. Good luck in the new year. Thank you for your time today, Danielle. Thank you so much, Mike. Best wishes to you as well for the upcoming year. The Wedding of Distinction podcast is a production of Music in Motion Entertainment. All rights reserved. Any unauthorized publication of this program is strictly prohibited. For the Wedding of Distinction podcast, I'm Mike Vincent. Happy wedding planning, everybody. Come on,